I'm saying this because I, <laughs> I don't even say I'm saying this because everybody else says it, but like, just create. Like, I know, like, I struggle with that, and it sucks that like giving advice that you can't even do yourself. Just continue to create. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks podcast with your host Cole Nixon. Much love. What's up, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, we need to talk about Roughnecks merch. The best way to support the podcast outside of listening is to buy and wear merch. Wearing merch helps us grow as a whole. Are you struggling to figure out that perfect Christmas gift for your friend or family member? Then head over to roughneckspodcast.com and grab yourself some Roughnecks gear. But let's get in to today's guest. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. We are back with another guest episode. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving and hope you were able to grab yourself some Roughnecks merch off the website. If not, the sales are over, but it's not too late to go grab some Roughnecks merch and be on the lookout. We might have a few more sales uh, coming up before Christmas, but joining me joining me today is someone I went to high school with. I haven't talked to in a good amount of time, but without further ado, Kyle Smith, welcome to the Roughnecks Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, you were talking a little bit before about how it's a little different being on this side of the podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll get into it, but you just kind of explain real quick, like, what you mean by that. Um, it's There's, like, this separate barrier that, like, creatives that are behind the scenes, like, oh, you don't got to worry about the stress of, like, talking, um, your thoughts running. You're literally just behind the scenes capturing what's already happening versus being in front of it. Like, right now, I'm like, oh, what am I going to say next? What yep. am I going to say next? And I'm like, shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's, uh... It, it's it takes a lot of i wouldn't even say practice but reps and that's what i've noticed like it takes a lot of reps oh uh, i used to like i have a script but like it's more like if i kind of get in a spot where i like get in a pinch where i'm like oh crap all right what do i say next and, like just lose my train of thought i look to it real quick i used to script out every single word it'd be like a three-page thing For the and whole, whole, whole when podcast? i first started yeah wow. i was just like i didn't know how to talk so it was like it's this is the easiest way to describe it and i'm not here to like drop knowledge i'm not one of those type of people but like the podcast is literally just a documented conversation yeah that's all it needs to be like right now like i'm i don't like not that i'm, I'm not even the one running the podcast but like it's a documented conversation that's all it really needs to be because that's the most genuine i always tell people forget about the microphones oh yeah it, act like they're not there like we're literally just gonna like, this may be like right in my face and i don't care but i'm like <laughs> right now i'm like Oh, it's not there. And I'm like, exactly. having, I'm talking better than I would in any other type of situation. Yeah. I've had a lot of people um, that have been like nervous to do it and stuff. And they're like, when I, when they get done, they're like, that was really easy. And it's like, yeah, once you start talking, you realize like, we're just having a conversation back and forth. This isn't like your answers aren't going to be life or death. Like it's, Oh, it's that's what like this. There's so many rabbit holes we could go into. Like, Oh, it's like just like making a post on Instagram and showing your face. Like, I'm really bad about that. And it's like beforehand, it's like, oh, this one thing is going to make or break me. But in reality, it's not. Yeah. Like everybody worries about the perfect caption and like the perfect. Oh, no likes happen. Like, oh, then what would you even have to be like scared of? Yeah. Like. Or you got a million likes. Like, (laughs) what were you really scared of? Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's 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 correct. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, as in, in the content world, like some of your 
posts that you don't think matter or aren't that great turn out to be some of the better posts like performance wise at least it's crazy how it works it sometimes sucks like you'll spend all this time on this post and then you'll post it and it gets like 25 likes but and that's then what happens when there's a platform that has a machine behind it and this is true that's where like this is like not that this podcast is even about social media like threads is something that i've kind of like hopped on recently yeah i've been i've been it, back and forth on doing it it's it's a it's interesting it's very um unique it's not like twitter in a way it is like it's kind of like expressing your thoughts or asking questions it's kind of more community-ish versus just throwing something out there like it is kind of it, it's a mix of both it's a really weird unique platform that i just still am like trying to grasp and understand but it, it's i don't know how to describe it that's why I've been back and forth because I'm like, I don't need another Twitter essentially. Like, but it's not. That's that's, I didn't realize that. I, I I haven't talked to too many people that have actually used it, but I see like it pops up on your Instagram all the time of like, hey, this person just posted in Threads or yeah. whatever. And I've been like, I've always been curious, and I've never actually looked into like what it is, but I might have to hop on. Versus like Twitter, the way it was is like, oh, you're just rambling your thoughts. Versus like there, it's kind of like you have to be more meticulous, or I don't even know if that's the word, meticulous. Um, whatever it is basically like oh the other day like i was just like oh somebody said like oh the way you're just like you're the way you're posting like oh you don't like seem very confident in what you're asking versus like oh all fellow photographers and then the question like it's more like it's more uh you have to think about it more and like actually like the way i want to call it almost it sounds like almost similar to like a linkedin to where it's i don't it's I, a I mix of linkedin it twitter it, it's really weird <laughs> It's really weird. I'm probably gonna have to dive into it. I feel like is it? Do you feel it is beneficial for like content create? Like no matter what space you're in, do you think it's beneficial to? I mean, people? I say so because like it's trying the the, the from what I know, the algorithm is trying to put you with people of the, the, the stuff you're talking about. Okay, and it's only that. But okay. the, it'll change that based off. Oh, so you say you start talking about shoes, you might start to see a little bit more shoes. Which is the same. You like any platform, it's gonna do that. But it's like if you. It kind of, I don't know, I really don't know how to describe it. I don't it. think it's, anyone truly understands the algorithms of any of the social medias. No. And if you do, like, I don't... You can say, a lot of people say they do, but then it changes literally weekly. You see posts all the time of, like, do this and you'll gain X amount of followers and that kind of stuff. And I'm so tired of, like, the, oh, uh, look in the description type posts. Like, I, I hope next year's, like, it, it's just so, like, it, it's so cookie cutter and just, like, it's also like in my head it like bogs me down like oh i don't want to make that type of post a million times yeah but like the people that do it i I get why they do it because you're staying on the post longer because the algorithm wants it and but everybody else is doing it so it's like nobody like i literally scroll past them i'm like this is like useless the first time first few times i remember coming across them like i remember clicking on the caption and like realizing it's a book and i start scrolling i'm like this is stupid. And then, like, now I'm the same way. Anytime they pop up, I'm like, no. Like, I, I'm not dealing with this. Depending on who it is, like, there's, obviously, there's some people that do it and actually, like, provide knowledge, yeah. but most of them are just crap. But yeah, they, and that's, it, it, that's what a lot of Instagram's turning into is... I well, it's just like, become a copycat of, like, TikTok. Yeah, and you hear the it's... same sounds all the time. Yep. You hear this, or see the same type of posts. Like, there's somebody, like, my dad, I think, showed me this video that he saw, and I was like, yeah, I've seen the same video, just like a different person, like a different um, content creator or whatever. Like people literally just, all right, hey, this went viral. I'm going to copy it. They do it and then it works. I'm not saying that's not always like 
good or funny like there's definitely times i think that it is beneficial Mm -hmm. if you're trying to be like you recreate a funny clip that's but like it there but there is a time where it gets old too yeah and that's what to end the topic of social media at least for now of like threads that's the reason i kind of like it because literally you could be giving advice to just a random friend on there and it could like you get ton of interaction that's the weird thing it's not just like oh the people you follow the feed is like mixed in with it's more of like an explore feed all the time and it kind of mixes you with random people with the topics that you're going with that's the best way i can describe it i'm gonna look into it but just to kind of we've already dive in dove into some of the stuff but just to kind of give people a background on who you are tell us like kind of what you do and all the things that you dabble into well this is the first time i've had i, I wouldn't say the first time i had to give a background but the first time i've like i feel like it actually matters um <laughs> I'm a photographer slash videographer slash creative uh, storyteller. That's the most simplest terms. But like me, myself, like I love sneakers, cigars, uh, bourbon, like all of these different things. And it's like, I, I really don't know how to describe myself. And I, I didn't picture myself like being who I am today. Yeah. So it's like, I've never had to do a summary of who I am. <laughs> so uh, going forward, I'm going to have to like actually write things down. So you almost amazing. need to create that like elevator pitch real quick of like who like that's that's a thing that actually a lot of people because like I've always been waiting for not waiting I'm kind of hoping like people like throwing the question back on me and I'm like uh so yeah I've never really thought about it so like there, there's times that there's actually this podcast my asking people certain questions like I turn I sometimes turn around and have to ask myself like how would I answer this like because it's it's happened to me that Trevor Scott has been one of the guests that. He was like, what would you say about it? And I'm like, oh, uh, I, I guess I should have thought of my own answer before I asked the question. Like, it, it is something that you should think about. Because and I, I feel like everybody should know, like, if someone was like, describe, like, who you are. It's something that we should honestly all work towards having at least a short answer. And it may not be perfect, but I'm, I'm guilty of it. I, don't, I couldn't give a great background on myself right now. Yeah, we should all, like. I should have an answer for that, but I really don't have a good one because, like, I, we're all just so distracted. And, uh, like, we're thinking of others all the mm-hmm. time, and that's the way, like, social media is, like, yeah, made it to be. But, like, definitely it's, like, trying to be more present in your own life allow you to, like, easily answer that question, which now I'm, like, actually going to have to think about it going forward. Yeah. But, so, just some of the things that you do, but my, what you work with, uh, you know, um, Corey Gregory and them, right? Yeah. So, what exactly do you do for them? So, there I um, basically take product photos, um, podcasts, uh, let's see, what else? Basically, anything that is needed. There's not like a defined role, like whether I'm packing like orders, like I'm doing it not all the time. Like, I don't pack orders all the time, but like Black Friday just ended, so we we're all like packing orders. Um, just in, anything content, I'm usually a part of it. And, uh, we just built a cigar room, so I was a part of that as well. Had to help because uh, I do have some knowledge in the cigar industry, but not that that's the main focus of me. But like that's something I am minorly. I take a small focus on in my life. But yeah, I was gonna ask like what cigars you recommend because like you're obviously a cigar lover. I like cigars. Like, do you have certain cigars that you recommend, or is there like you? Kinda... I mean, yes. There's ones that like if you're not like including a beginner uh intermediate like smoked some and then like somebody that smoked for years if you're not including that conversation then like there's a few like uh the lavareda by uh, crown heads that's a new thing a uh, new cigar that came out this year it's about 20 bucks um another one i would say um 
my father judge it's a little powerful but i mean that's one i've like i feel like i started I, I i started on that cigar i think it was my second or first one um and then another one like this one's the blend you can't get anymore because they remade the blend but i have the original uh la polina oscuro it's a really good cigar that i there's one of my there's one of either the first or second cigar with the other one i just mentioned before that so yeah it's just but if you're bringing up the conversation of like beginners like anything connecticut shade Okay. You don't want to like work your way up because if you start with a full body cigar, then like you're probably not going to enjoy your experience. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, I remember having one in high school, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah, if you don't eat like a proper meal beforehand, you're going to either want to throw up, like you just will not feel good at all. And I was may have been drinking at the time too, so it was yeah, not I mean, a good drinking comment. with it is good, but if you're like. I was if you, way like, too drunk. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you want to, like, actually, like, oh, say you have a steak, and then you had, like, some bourbon. Oh, let's have a scar versus, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm having a beer, no food, like, empty stomach, I'm going to have a full-body <laughs> full scar on my first try. Nope, you're, you're yeah, done. It's definitely not a good combination. No. But kind of, so how did you fall into the world with uh, Old School Gym and Max Effort and all that? Well, it started with me wanting to do football <laughs> and in my sophomore year, which uh, that's... It was unfortunate. I wouldn't even call it unfortunate. It was in my mind, looking back at it now, I'm like, I wish I could have started sooner. Um, mm-hmm. Not blaming my mom, but she didn't want me to get concussions at a young age, which, like, at the time, I really even didn't, like, love football. I loved Ohio State. But then I would just, like, I just watched over the years, and I don't know why I didn't, like, ask sooner. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it started with football, sophomore year. Um, I just decided that I wanted to play football after I, I do have a football interaction in seventh grade. That was kind of embarrassing, but I'll, I'll possibly release that later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I signed up to play football, started lifting my sophomore year and uh, well, freshman slash sophomore year summer and uh, basically played JV that year. And I didn't feel like, at the time, I didn't, like, oh, didn't go after tackles. Like, at the way I know that I probably could now, like, using, like, that drive. Yeah. Versus, like, I, it took time. Like, I learned the drive once I started lifting. Yeah. And lifting at the school, like, not saying it was bad or anything, but more so, like, I didn't I didn't get that drive yet because I didn't know how to, like, harness it. Yeah. But um, after that first year of football, I decided I was done. Wanted to do a little bit of hockey um, just because that was another sport that I, I liked and I like to skate um but that didn't really work out either just because i'm, I'm fucking 16 <laughs> and other kids start at five years old yeah a lot of those just, hockey guys start when they're it, young it, yeah that, it just sucked that i couldn't do it at a young age to possibly be good even though i know i'm slow um as in speed not mentally <laughs> but um yeah i decided that i just wasn't contributing coach Sev obviously wanted to keep me for some reason which thank you for trying but i knew i didn't have the value that was there um or was necessary for me to continue um so then i was like i just want to lift went to old school gym just started going there and then um finally met a few people that were uh say affiliated with Corey, and i didn't even know who he was i didn't know muscle farm all that stuff that everybody else grew up on i didn't know that so i'm the only one there that did not know any of that existed yeah, it, the football thing, Watkins was different when it came to football. And it is weird, like, you know, you talk about, like, not going after tackles and that kind of stuff. That It, it just comes with time, because I remember, like, 
I didn't. I started playing football when I was in fifth grade, and like my mom made like I was begging for forever because I had an older brother who graduated in 2010 from high from Watkins, and like I grew up watching him play football, so like I always wanted to play, and I grew up loving Ohio State and all that kind of stuff. So it was one that I wanted to play so bad, and I finally got her to say yes in fifth grade. And honestly, starting later anymore today with things coming out with concussions it's not always a bad thing now that i'm looking at some of the stuff like but the only thing is if i was lifting say from like 10 years old to then yeah. i think i would have been fine yeah that's it's just like i didn't have any sports before then like i may have played like soccer for a year or two but it was never something like day in and day out years after years yeah. like i just didn't have that so that maybe like that's the like i was just thinking of the when you were saying that like why didn't I speak up sooner? I think it was just because like I wasn't like working out and that type of stuff. Yeah. But I like finally like I not to bring up puberty, but like I was pudgy when in middle school and then for some reason I hit kind of a growth spurt where I became skinny again. I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I actually want to lift. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where it started. Yeah, see I grew up with my brother and I like he would take me to lift with him sometimes like when he'd go in for like an extra workout or something mm -hmm. like I'd come with him said so would let us in and like I'd we'd work out I remember sitting I got done with practice and we practiced up on the practice field yeah, yeah, yeah. um and like little league and he picked me up from practice and he was like we gotta go watch film and I'm like dude I just want to go home <laughs> like it's like seven o'clock like I'm ready to go home at, he, that, at he, that age they don't understand the film and I never got to actually like be like one of the people that like got to just watch the film I think that's actually like a fun part of dude football. I hated film up until like, freshman year for some reason like something clicked at me and I just started watching film I think actually what made me start watching film more is I actually watched for my own highlights okay so that's what but then like all of a sudden like the i was already watching film and i'd start to pick up on all right i see that i'm doing this but i also see that what this team's do, like you just start to pick up on things as you're watching and when i went to college it was a whole different animal and i only went d3 and it was like you know do you remember any of like how warrington broke down film <sighs> I, I remember him being the one to break down film and what he was doing i don't necessarily like remember any Instances, dude like, he would give us a packet i don't know if you ever remember our scouting reports I do remember that. and you'd flip it open and he'd have it drawn and there he'd be like they ran this 16 times in the past i do remember games. like basically we would know how many times they ran it um what kind of formations it was and mm -hmm. that's that's basically the, the simplest terms i know but i do remember that oh uh, and like it went even further in college like when it went when i went to college it was like we'd get a just a single piece of paper usually um front and back but it was like broke down in smaller sections and it'd be like when they're in this formation this is this percentage pass this percentage run and when they're in this formation and they're like this is their favorite play when it's third and short 60 percent run 40 percent like broke down to everything and i'm just like oh my gosh but like it, it was really cool too like the film aspect and this is like i feel like relatable not just in like sports film helps but like you won't have film on like your work or something but you like performance reviews they're very important to look at because they are essentially like watching film and looking at what you do good, what you do bad, and just kind of gauging off of those. I agree. And, like, that's, like, for the 9 to 5, like, I agree with you there. But at the same time, like, it sucks that you don't get those more often, I would say, because, like, yeah. film is weekly. Yeah. Day, every day, like, you're watching film. It's a consistent thing, so you know, like, you're preparing. But obviously, like, perfecting your craft, that's one thing that, like, that's 
in my field that was like perfecting your craft is the way of like what film is it's yeah. like you you have to become good at it it's repetitive it may be boring you may dislike it or whatever but like it's the only way to get better what was it growing like in your field like when you first started doing the content stuff like have you were you always interested in it is that something you always had a passion for or did it just like something that you just randomly picked up and were like i kind of like this and just kept going with it it was a mix of both my growing up i hated being in front of like in pictures like even still today like i'm more comfortable now because i understand it's just a picture um but, yeah, like, but it, that kind of works out for you too because you're the one behind the camera not in front of the camera yeah, yeah. So. yeah it, but that's where i like i do still feel awkwardness when i'm in front of like a camera yeah to an extent not as much as like hey i don't want to be in this picture like put the phone down like <laughs> yeah that type of stuff that my mom would make me do but my grandma would always like she always like still does have like a camera would take pictures like that's where it kind of started like um unknown to me just because like it was like uh what do you call it when it's like there but like you just don't know it i'm trying to think what the word is um yeah i'm not exactly sure but basically she always had that and basically kind of like played a role like an effect It, it kind of played a role on me that like oh she does this, and I like the photos that she does. Not even just like her photos, but photos in general, because like there's just moments that are frozen. Um, but I had a camera. I don't even know what age I was. Probably like twelve or something. Broke it or whatever. But like I enjoyed like being able to take. It, I don't know how to describe it. Be able. I wouldn't even say freeze moments, but like you're able to capture something that nobody else sees from your perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm sure other photographers do, but like, still, like, their perspective is different, and it's like nothing can recreate that. Yeah, yeah, especially it, that is cool. Like, whether in like on bigger scale of things, like you're at a wedding, you're capturing those pictures mm-hmm. and those things, that kind of stuff, and it's like their memories that you're able to capture that actually last a long time compared to if you just like remember it in your head sometimes it gets a little fuzzy or like you kind of forget a little bit about this or that and that kind of stuff so it is really cool like that's one of the things that is i've always thought photography and videography was cool i've just never actually put in the time to like get into it i got enough freaking things i probably shouldn't pick up another thing we we all do it's especially like as i'm getting older it's just like all these things I want to do, like if I made a list of the things that I'd love to get into, whether it was like leather, woodworking, uh, freaking be, uh, guitar. I've, I've had this guitar down here for freaking a year probably, and I've played it a handful of times. And I got serious for it for like a month, and then it fell off and that kind of stuff. There's so many things that we dabble into that we want to work at, but like it's hard to prioritize a lot of the times, which is it for you like for me it comes to the podcast like it takes number one priority over a lot of other things that i'd like to do i i agree with you there there's so many things that like i want to do or like have been wanting or need to get done um i know like a quick full helpful tip that i like thought of when you were doing this like i've noticed that i do better when i literally write it down like in a list of hey this needs done in this order yes as simple as that if it's not on paper i will most likely forget about it at least 10 times i don't know if you see that stack of post-it notes over there every night like i come down here every time i come down here or pretty much every day even at work they give me crap because i'm like i'm like all right what's the plan today and they're like well we need to do this 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 and this and i'm like i write it all down they're like 
what are you doing? I'm like, I have to have a list. Otherwise, I will forget. And I will list. I forget all of it? No. But will some of it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because so like, then they'll be like, oh, and then people will be mad. Like, oh, of course you forgot. Like, and I'm like ADD brains. Like, I'm here and then I'm over there. Yeah, and so like, if <laughs> I move over to do something that's actually more important, I'm going to forget about the least important <laughs> yes. thing. And, but I know that I still need stuff. Yeah, I, I'm the exact same way. List, I don't know. And like people sometimes, you can take lists too far sometimes. That, yeah. you know, I do sometimes. Like I have. Like at one point, I had like four calendars, and like it was like a daily calendar, a monthly, and I was like, I need. I to think stop. that's too far. I yeah, like, I'm I not cut gonna, back I'm not on gonna it say anything bad about my girlfriend's not even bad, but she'll like want something like a budget book. I'm like, why do you like? In my mind, this is just my mind. Why do you need that? Just write it in your note section. You just have to open a note. You don't have to like go get something special because mm-hmm. like you're just. I would say in my mind, if I do something like that, I'm delaying it from happening sooner. And I can forget about it versus like, hey, I can do it on my phone. I understand like some stuff does need to be on paper, but like you're just delaying the inevitable of you doing it. So like, just you can do it. You don't have to delay it. Do yeah. it in your phone. Not saying like you you can still do stuff on paper, but like I think like, oh, I need a notebook to like write down stuff that's important. No, yeah. you have the note. Like obviously, uh, I'll talk about another thing um, later, but like. The note section on your phone, even though you can get distracted on your phone very easily, um, it's very helpful. Oh, it is. I started using it, like, I use it a lot to, like, especially, like, brainstorming. Like, would I just scratch things down? Like, I'll, because I'm also a person that when I think of it, I have to write it down. Because, like, when I'm laying in bed, when I come up with so many ideas for all kinds of different things, and I, by the time I wake up, that idea's gone. Like, I forget about it. But now, I usually, like, keep if I think of like something for the podcast or something that I need to remember tomorrow at work, I just write it in my notes. And then like, I've kind of gotten a habit of a lot of times in the mornings looking at my notes too, of like, all right, this was some of the stuff. And it's not, I don't always have to look at it, but there are a lot of times where using my, the notes on your phone, I prefer pen to paper, yeah. but I'm definitely not afraid to use the notes in my phone either. I'll just say that the tip or the tool that I learned on, I forget if you look it up, it's something on YouTube. I forget who it is, but they said, like, forget the phone, because it's, like, you can, it's, like, super easy to get distracted. Like, you're going to get distracted no matter what. Just get a tiny notebook, buy, like, four of them at Walmart for, like, five bucks. Keep it in your back pocket. It doesn't matter. Oh, you sit on it. it, it the notebook's not going to care. Yeah. Literally, like, you can't get distracted because there's nothing else there other than your thoughts. And you just write it down, and it's always going to be there. That's what a lot of comedians do. A lot of them have a notebook full of ideas and jokes and that kind of stuff. Because Bert Kreischer's talked about he lost his one time. <laughs> he's like, so well, you start. I'm sure he probably started to freak out. Oh, his na- he wrote his name on it, and everybody, all the other comedians were like, "What are you doing, Bert? Why did you write your name on it?" He's like, well, "I wasn't famous at the time, so like I didn't think of it." And he's, she's, they're like, "Somebody out there has got a freaking notebook with your name on it and he's like oh yeah there's some things on there too they probably shouldn't read but like it's not even just like i don't have it just so i can write down ideas whether it's about photography it's like stuff in general like oh i'm thinking about what i want to do with like the sneakers i just got that type of stuff like it's Mm -hmm. literally anything i think of that i know will be lost yep because like we may have it in our head for like oh i thought of this yesterday but what's the chances of that being forgotten very easily yeah it's gonna happen oh yeah people do it i've I forget where I put my sunglasses half the time, and they're on my head. Like, I do it all the time, like, that kind of stuff. Like, it's very easy to forget, and it's very important to write stuff down, whether it is electronically or, you know, pen to paper. 
and we can like our, we can only handle so much. That's why we tend to like oh you go to do something more important. That's why you forget about it because we can only like handle so many tasks at once, and your brain's just gonna put it to the side. Yeah, it's like technically. So like I don't know the the whole science behind it, but everybody's like oh I'm multitasking. I'm like your brain actually can't multitask. Like, we may be able to physically multitask, whatever, but really like our brain in a way can't like. It's thinking of this, and it's bound. It may be bouncing back and forth really fast, but you are only focusing on one thing at a time. You can do probably two subconscious things at yes. once. Yes, but things that are actually conscious, like I can't write and listen to a podcast at the same time. I really can't. I see. I can, but I also I, I want to say I can't because I zone out of the podcast yeah. a lot. You you bounce back and forth. Like I can drive and listen to a podcast because I'm really focusing on my thoughts enough road as much as like it's normal important. but like i know that like it's not as important not saying to focus on the road like i can not get tunnel vision but like i can like be more focused on that yeah then but uh so kind of going back into the, some of the photography and everything you, you know you got into photography you've done a lot of different things now you've taken you know still shots of you know just photos you've also done videography which do you prefer more the video side of things or the the photos side of things photos why just hands down just um i will say my first wedding i ever shot video wise shout out to brian um it's the most stressful thing ever not saying video in general but wedding my first wedding you only have one shot at it. yep one shot that's it and like that's awesome because like the pressure's on. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, oh, me as a photographer, I understand it's, I wouldn't say it's easier. I just feel more um, in my zone slash, like, I know I'll, nothing's going to happen. Um, like, you have multiple shots to kind of get the kiss. Not saying, like, that's true. But, like, I can first yeah. shot, like, the kiss. Versus, like, on video, like, oh, you got to make sure you're still. You only get one shot. You're walking down the aisle, like, if somebody walks in front of you at the somebody walks in front time. of you, oh, you like you're, you you bump into something, the shot moves, like you're yeah. fucked basically. Yeah, and like it's I say photo, but at the same time, like I can make some pr like pretty decent videos. Like I do enjoy the finished product that because I know like the work that went into it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like photos, I like I can get stuff done really quick. I feel like you almost have more control over photos yeah. than video. Yeah, that's. One of the reasons that the video side of the podcast has not started yet. It will eventually, uh, hopefully, that's in the works. But it is, that's a lot, a whole other animal too. But it's just like knowing how to edit and do everything. Was the editing side of things like photo and video difficult to learn? Like what was, would you say was the most difficult part of learning all this? Difficult part. I wouldn't even say it was like, I don't think editing is difficult. Finding how to edit good, yes. You can, like, learn the basis of, like, the program and everything, which, like, I know some deeper stuff, but, like, I think knowing how to get really good at it, not as, like, the, the process of it, but, like, getting good at a really good edit, whether it's minimalistic, um, over, like, I wouldn't even say over editing, those usually never turn out well. Um, but, like, Say I have something that's crap, how to turn that into something special without doing something heavy. Like, okay. basically, like, a TV, nothing special about it, but, like, how do you turn, like, a shot about that into something special without, like, 
having to make some crazy adjustments. Um, yeah, but like I would, I would honestly say the hardest part is like I wouldn't even say learning about editing, sh- shooting. No, it's like putting your creative eye into the image. Um, I wouldn't even say putting it into, but like from what's in my head, how to actually take that. Okay. Like I may see it in here, but like oh, I took the phone. Still not it. That's probably the hardest part is like to make those match. And I feel like that's why a lot of people give up, not even just on like photography and that kind of stuff, but in general of they have this idea in their head and it doesn't, it's not always going to pan out exactly how you want it, especially starting out. I'm sure yeah. you're, you can look back at pictures that you've originally took and you're probably like, wow, these are terrible. Yeah. And oh, I do. I... It, it's the same with like the podcast. I go back and listen to episodes at the beginning. I'm like, I almost feel like I should delete these because they're so bad to me. Yeah. I'm, I agree with you there. Like, y- you want to delete them, but at the same time, it's like you tend to forget how far you've come if you don't have them. Exactly. It's that's where social media can be kind of cool, especially in the photography world. I feel like it's like a portfolio of your growth. You get to see this is where I like started. This is, and you you like slowly start to see things get better. I, I agree because that's where like I, I'm really bad at this now. Like. I want to post and there's things like I, I feel like my life is too boring in my opinion, but compared to others like, Oh, you need to post about this. I'm like, you're, you're right. It's like my, <laughs> I just feel like my life is boring, but like without those like moments, like there's, there's a lot, like I don't take pictures of myself, like even on my phone, like I just don't. So like, there's a lot of stuff like, Oh, you want to remember stuff from that year? There's not really much. Mm-hmm. And that's what I need to get better at. So like, all my pictures on my phone anymore are of my dogs and cats and work. That's like all I have. Like, um, my sister does a calendar for my mom every year and she, uh, texted all of us and she's like, we need pictures for the calendar and stuff. And like me and my girlfriend were going through and we were like, we, we didn't, we don't have any pictures of each other. Like we literally don't like this year, like last year was our first year together. So like we had pictures a lot more than now. Like it's just like, we just don't say like we forget and sometimes like now we're like oh, we need to take more pictures like our only big pictures this year were really like when we went to the beach on vacation like that's the only pictures we have together and it is weird like taking pictures of yourself it's not everybody's real quick to like point the camera the other way sometimes you need to just turn it on yourself yeah and that's where like i had the thought where like i'm good at being in the moment mm-hmm. really good at it. But, like, at the same time, like, you want to have memories. Yeah. Like, in the 70s, everybody's taking pictures. There's nowhere to post them. You can print them. You can take them. But there's nowhere to post them. Exactly. So that's, like, they, like, I can, I know my grandma has more pictures than I probably have ever. Like, even though I'm behind the camera, still, like, she has more memories of herself than I have of myself. Yeah. Because I'm so behind the scenes. I'm so used to, like, oh, taking this picture of me, like, shooting with the Ohio State player. Doesn't really matter. But in reality, like, that's a very important. I would even say very important. I'd say, like, it's something you want to remember. Yeah, exactly. It, and it's a good thing that you said, too. Like, it is good to live in the moment. It's a great thing to live in the moment. But, like, we do need those memories. We don't always have those those pictures and those memories of what actually happened. And, like, don't get me wrong. I'm also sometimes guilty of, a lot of people are guilty of, you know, maybe she's just going to take pictures. Um, of maybe uh, like almost having your phone out too much and not living in the moment. There's a fine line I feel like between it of living in the moment and also capturing the, the memory. 
you need both. Like, as much as, like, I don't like being in front of the camera, you need... I wouldn't even say... It's you funny that you're like, saying that as you're in front of the yeah, camera yeah. right now. I'm like, oh, I'm, like, really uncomfortable right now. Where do I look? Like, oh, do I look fat? Like, it's just, like, it, it's... Your, your mind just plays tricks on you when it comes to that type of stuff, but, like, I say you don't need both, but at the same time, like, you need it, because, like, I know one day that, like, I will want to remember this and pass it on. Yeah. As much as, like, oh, it doesn't feel significant in the moment, but in reality, like, not a lot of people, I mean, I don't mean this disrespectfully, not a lot of people get to, like, meet and talk to OSU football players, and if they do, like, they're mega fans, but, like, oh, Cardell comes in, like, I'm not like, oh, oh, I need a signature, like, I'm just, like, chatting up with him, and he's fucking talking shit to me, I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It it's it is weird too. Like you try not to be. How is that trying to balance of like I'm not being a fanboy, but like this is awesome at the same time. I mean, I I think it comes down because like, like who no, are you've been around a lot of big names. Like who names some of the people that you've been around? Reese Claret, Cardell Jones, Boom Heron, um, who else? Benny Wells. Um, I'm trying to think who else? What's his name? He's a six-time Super Bowl champion. Played on the Patriots. Went to OSU. Linebacker. Um, shoot, uh, what's his name? Did uh, uh, rugby? I forget his name. I know exactly. I, I, like we number- had a podcast him with him. I I just forget his name. But anyways, like that was like kind of a special podcast for me because I'm a Pats fan. Uh, R.I.P. The Pats <laughs> right now. It's just we we suck, Matt Jones. Uh, please leave. Um, but like. It was important for me because, like, I became, like, I'm jumping off topic, but, like, I became a Pats fan when we lost to the Giants, which is kind of really weird, but, like, it just, like, that dynasty is, like, something that's, like, probably never going to happen again. Yeah. It, like, as if much it as, does, like, they won't be in our lifetime. Ah, yeah. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes does, kudos to him, but, like, I don't think, like, he's not pay- taking the pay cuts that Tom Brady took. Nope. Like, that's not, not a lot of people do that. Very rarely. Like, he should have a lot more money than he does. Not Obviously, he has a ton. But, like, he took the pay cuts to be able to get the opportunity to have the team that he needs. Yeah. Versus, oh, instead of being selfish, he was selfless. Yes. To be able to get a chance to win that many Super Bowls. That's the thing. is like, a lot of people, like, hated Tom Brady when he was in the NFL. But, like, there's nobody that can deny, like, what he did was great. Like, not even just what he did playing. But also, like you said, the pay cuts. A lot of people don't realize that how beneficial that was to him. He was able, there's a reason he was able to go win that many Super Bowls. He was able to bring in these better players. And, you know, a lot of people probably didn't think of like an Edelman or even Gronk, maybe like to come in and be what they were. But that was also the reason they were able to stay, is they were able to afford to pay all of these guys to be able to play around him. And the other thing that I love that Tom Brady did is Tom Brady really took care of his freaking body. Like, he put money into that, and that is important, especially in the NFL. I mean, even LeBron James has, and I'm gonna, yeah. I am gonna have another thing I wanted to bring up. Like, the importance of your body, like, you may think, like, I, as of recently, like, past, like, two months, like, I didn't realize how inflamed I was until I stopped eating things that, like... Yep. Like, you may think you're okay. Like, any normal person may think, like, oh eat like some like you can kind of eat okay foods like oh i'll have mcdonald's once a month but like i can like if i eat fried food now like i'll feel like shit for three days yep like not like mentally yes I'm, i feel bad that i ate it but at the same time like i will not feel good for three days my body will hurt because of how like the effects that it actually has on it 
Yeah, but that's like, what a lot of people do not realize. You, they don't realize until they cut it out. Yeah, Once you and cut then it you're out, like, what is like? Why do I feel this way? Like I like, and then you go back and you're like, holy shit. Yep. A lot of like I noticed it when I, because I'll be honest, like right out of college and at the end of my college, like I was drinking a lot, and then like when you kind of slow down on the drinking and like not even necessarily cut it out, but like really cut back, all of a sudden you're like two beers and you're like, man, I'm good. Like. I don't need to drink 12 beers a night. No, I'm, no. I'm perfectly fine. And like with uh, fried foods, it doesn't leave your system for 7 to 14 days. Like you're inflamed that long. And mm-hmm. like that, that, that sucks. Oh, yeah. But um, another thing I wanted to bring up that like you kind of like mentioned with like Edelman, like these guys that like didn't really stand out, not to bring up Ohio State, love them. But like, I don't know why they like in my mind the support because I mentioned it to the guys on the Boomcast. Like, I don't know what you'll think of this. What is what is what is the importance of three stars, two stars to a team? Nothing anymore. But the thing is, our percentage at Ohio State has gone down, and what has happened? Ooh, that's, that's what fair. I'm trying to get at. Like, not to really make this an Ohio State podcast, but like, that's something that's crazy to think of. Like, our percentage has gone down. Um, imagine you're a country kid that's grown up loving Ohio State football and you graduate high school, and you don't get an offer at all, and you've been wanting it your whole life, but Michigan offers you. Imagine the power of that. Like, oh, it would have been, you would have had the power to go to Ohio State. Imagine that drive, but now you have the hatred, which is a whole nother drive. And you're at Michigan, and you're like, oh, I'm going to be a two-star, become a five-star by the time I graduate, and fucking kick their ass. Yeah. So that's kind of what happened. I understand there's, like, other stuff, like, cheating going on, but, like, <laughs> I think, like, the tides have turned in a way, like, we haven't, like, captured Ohio in a while. Yeah. And I've also, there's another thing kind of going off of that. I've heard, and I don't, I haven't looked into this at all and known, but Ohio State is not recruiting as heavily in Ohio as they used to. No, the percentage has gone down since whether it's Trussell to Urban, like Urban still had a decent amount, but like, I think we're less than 33% is Ohio guys. Yeah. Which it used to be a lot higher. Like, imagine, like, you're a D2, like, I mean, say D2, like, two-star, like, the, the power of, like, even just having the kids, like, you're basically taking away the power from Michigan for them to create a monster. Yes. And, and every school in the country, especially with NIL now, like... Yeah. I understand having, like, great players, but at the same time, like, there's something Don't get about, me wrong, I'm very... Because Marvin Harrison's not from Ohio. Yeah, right? no, I understand. Like, we, <laughs> like I understand even Urban's players. Like, we didn't have... Like, we saw players that were out of state. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. But, like, having a number... Like, there's kids that do not understand the, the, the importance of that game. And it's not even just that game. Like, the rivalry be, between Ohio State and Michigan, it's, like, something that is, like... Other fan communities may hate on it, but, like, there's nothing else like it. There, in my opinion, it is the biggest rivalry in sports. There's no other, as far as I know, there's no other college team that plays the exact same time every year, and it decides their season. Yeah, literally. not like Their season is either over or it's continuing. Yeah, and especially before the playoffs, like if you were in the number one or two team, mm-hmm. even if that team was the worst, it decided the other team's season. Yes. And all that other team wants to do is beat you just to ruin your like your college champ or your football championship versus every other team and i would say every other team in like college football if you lose at the beginning of the season it's way better than losing at the end yeah because then oh alabama's they're coming back they have yeah. one loss and they're able to possibly get back in exactly and losing yeah losing i mean no matter which team and especially in recent years it has decided 
which team gets to go to the playoffs almost. Other yeah. than last year was a little bit different, but you know, it, it does just make the big decision of you're either in or out after this because Ohio State could sneak back in, but it is going to have the stars are going to have to fucking align perfectly. Versus next year, the last thing I'll say about like college football for now, we're possibly able, if you've looked at the way the, like, the conferences are changing, we're possibly able to play Michigan three times. That'd be crazy. Oh, yeah, because the, the, the conference championship. Yep. And also the playoffs. Yes. That would be insane. Because if we were talking about this on the Boomcast. I'll end it with this. At least not the podcast, but like this hot topic. <laughs> what if we had the game at the beginning of the year? Whoever lost one, you get to rematch in the conference championship instead. And then, bam. Yeah, because I feel like that's just going to hurt Big Ten ratings. Like, if, like if, you, if you go from one week playing them to playing them the next week, week in the conference and championship. And then another. Yeah, possibly. like... It, I feel like that's going to hurt ratings. And Either like, ratings, I mean, it just, like, does it become less important? Or does, I don't know what's going to happen, but it just, like, a thought to just yeah, think about. that's crazy. But, um, so kind of going back, we, we were talking, I wanted, I asked you about, like, you know, you've been around a lot of these big names. What's that like? Kind of balancing of, like, the fanboy versus, like, also, like, I have, this is business at the same time. I mean, I think it just comes down to being calm, collected, like, what would they want out of like a fan like i don't even say like oh tailor yourself to be like the perfect fan or whatever but like with the people that i meet it's like just understanding like oh what's uh respectable and like what would they like oh you want them to be able to come around or even like they even give you your phone number that's fucking awesome mm-hmm. like to be able to talk to them someday again but like just understanding like oh you don't have to be like all crazy about it like they want just they they want to be treated like a normal person yeah as much as like they like just like i don't feel like i'm anything special or like up here like compared to other people but like people like oh i love your stuff i'm like thank you but like i also like love feeling just like a normal person having like casual conversation because it's just like the way humans are exactly yeah i actually golfed with um kyle mccord this over the summer and it was like Honda McCord. Yeah, we're it's not that as reliable as that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna skim past this part, but <laughs> and it was like one of those like we're like don't get me wrong like the day before and stuff I'm like holy crap like I'm gonna go golf with this guy but then like when you get in the moment you're like it's just another dude like yeah. I want to treat you just like another guy like we're just playing around the golf and that's all it is and it, it once you do that and I feel like they appreciate that so much more don't be all like oh dude like. I'm super pumped. Like I, I love you. This and like, just be the normal guy. Yeah, because then they're they're like rolling their eyes when they're looking away. Like this guy's. Yeah, like, like just be normal and have a normal conversation. Like, don't get me wrong. You want to ask for an autograph at the end? Sure, maybe you can do that. But like, you don't don't start off like, dude, can I get your autograph? Like, yeah. definitely don't do that. And like, if you're lucky enough to get around people that are, you know, well known or famous, if you want to call it, just just be normal. <laughs> It's so hard. Like I, I see it all the time, especially like now with the NFL and like the Swifties. Oh my god, that, that's a whole that. That's a different animal. That's, that's, that is a. Uh, I don't even know how to even describe that. But, but like being the people that like I've met, like I'm not saying they're like famous, famous people, but like I grew up watching Ohio State football and Cardell Jones, um, JT Barrett. Like I've never met JT at Braxton. Like I've worked with him, but like. I've never asked any of them for autographs as much as, like, oh, it's, like, inside I'm, like, still, like, oh, my God, I'm meeting them and talking to them and working with them. Like, it's crazy. But at the same time, like, 
I know I'll see them again. Maybe someday, like, oh, I'll get something that's actually of importance. Yeah. They'll be like, holy shit, you actually have this? I want to sign this. Like, whether it's, like, a card or something mm-hmm. that's, like, very rare of theirs, mm-hmm. that's what I would rather have and, like, actually have that relationship with them than, like, oh, it's an interaction. I'm getting an autograph. See ya. Yeah, like, that's, I would always, I'm, I, I can't wait for the day, honestly. Like, I'm not, like, autographs are cool, don't get me wrong, but, like, how funny would it be if someone's like, dude, check out this autograph? You're like, yeah, I work with him, like, yeah, all the time. It's different. I have his phone number, and it's like, they're like, like, hey, Carl Jones, talk to my friend. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's up? Like, it's, dude, his personality is, like, not to bring, like, Ohio State back into this, like, I never knew his personality until he, like, in person came to, or, like, our place. Because, like, all you saw was just him on the field. Yeah. And not, like, really anything media-wise other than maybe, like, a, an interview after a game. But, like, he's a funny-ass dude. He seems like it. it uh, I've I've listened to some podcasts with him in it and stuff, and it, it's, he just seems hilarious. What are, like, who is, like, one of the favorite that you've worked with? Favorites that I've worked with. I'd probably say whether it's Ohio State football, probably, like, Braxton, just, like, the way you can just feel the energy coming off of him. Um, the person I would love to work with is JT. I'm not necessarily sure what it would be, but just, like, the feeling that, like, the stats that he's had, mm-hmm. they're just ridiculous, and I, like, just feel like the talks that I would have with him would be awesome, possibly. Um, I never got to work with this person, but, like, Arnold, he walked by in um, the Arnold Sports Expo. And that was just a moment, like, he was just walking by and, like, the candid of him just, like, with people surrounding him and his, like, entourage. It was crazy. Um, another person, this is just a local Ohio guy. I, for- I forget his name, but he's one of the best models that I've ever worked with. I'll even pull up his stuff. Um, I just never know how to pronounce it. But, like, out of any person I've ever worked with, he like, I don't have to model him. He is a model and, like, just knows what to do. Um, I'm probably going to butcher this. Uh, Adamola? I'd say Adamola, yeah. Adamola. Um, Richards? Adamola Rizzi on Instagram? Like, he's he's just an artist. Like, I don't have to tell him what to do. I'm just capturing what his body does, like, in the art. Makes your job a hell of a lot oh, easier. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel so uncomfortable posing people. Like, oh, put put your arm on your, ri- like, on your hip. Like, uh, uh, look over this direction. It just feels so unnatural and fake. Versus, like, he's just already in the moment, like, creating, like, his masterpiece of what is himself. Yeah, what's your favorite type of photography to do? Because you've done, you know, products, you've done people, you've done weddings and that kind of stuff. Like, if you had to pick one to do, which would it be? I'd probably say either candids or inanimate objects, whether it's, like, product shots. Um, Because, like, there's some crazy stuff that you can do with those. But, like, I'd probably say candids, like, excuse me, like, I don't know what it is, but I would even say the word candidates. I, I don't even want to say, like, oh, memories. I, like, people in their element. Like, a good example of somebody that I would love to work with is Russ. Just him. Yeah. The, his, I don't know what it is about him. Um, the music that I've listened to from him, like, has helped me through a lot. Or even, like, Linkin Park, R.P. Chester Bennington. Mm-hmm. That's somebody, like, you, you just feel their energy and what they give to the world. And it's something that I would love to, like, capture that energy. Because that, that's, it's not even about the moment, it's, like, the person itself. There's a feeling that their songs give, but, like, the feeling that, like, they're helping. I, there's so many thoughts in my head right now, like, of them helping people, the, the, the moment that they're in. How, like, 
there's just so many words to describe it. I guess. Yeah, I could uh, like as soon as you said Russ, like I knew exactly what you're talking about. Everybody because... hates him, but he like he's a unique character that has experienced. Uh, I would I don't even know his whole story, but I know like he produced himself. Like he had one he had one other dude that helped him produce what he is today, basically, or what he like became, and it's just him and his group. It's not like you could try to tap in, but it's not going to happen because he's already made it with his crew. He, like, he's literally manifested like anything. He, he said he was going to be. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It's very cliche, but anything that like he said, like he said it in songs, like this is what's going to happen. And then it happens. Like, and he talks about like the industry and the way like people don't want to like talk about it. Like, oh, there's shady stuff that happens. And like everyone wants to be a mumble rapper, like that type of stuff, like. He's just real, like, yeah. he's, and that's what people hate is like realness and like exposing what it really is. That's what sucks with today's world. Like, if you're real, you almost get canceled. Yeah, like it's it's like you can't be who you really truly want to be as much today because of social media. And I'm not saying social media is the. It's a fact. It is definitely it's a, a factor. Fact. That kind of stuff is a factor in it, and we just all pay attention to what we think it should be instead of doing what we what we feel it should be and that's with a lot of things anymore what's uh what's your camera set up like now you know maybe not necessarily for me personally but like for people that are listening that may be interested in photography and that kind of stuff like what camera setup do you run with like what's your go-to so this isn't what i like i have a very i would say basic setup um i wouldn't even call it entry level but like it's a, a sony a7r3 with a Tamron 28 millimeter to 75 2.8. Um, nothing special, but it's like it does what I need it to do. Obviously, there's lenses out there that like every photographer wants expensive lenses because we know what it can do. Um, I would say the body doesn't like camera people will understand this, or if you're trying to get in photography, the body isn't the main focus. Focus on getting a quality lens. Um, yeah, that's what that's what I'd say about my camera setup so far. Yeah, and the camera setup, I feel like a lot of people, I've had, um, I don't know, you may know who he is, uh, he's on Instagram, C. Frank Films. Yeah, yeah, I've, I, I follow him. Yeah, so I went to college with him. He okay. actually started out his... He, he, he works with Ohio State, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He also he works with, with Miles Garrett. Yeah. He originally actually kind of started like in that field with Miles Garrett, and then got on with uh the nfl yeah and then now he's at ohio state and the nfl yeah which is that's really cool and like that's uh, one of the dreams of mine is to not even say work full time for them but like be able like oh once a year like type thing to be able to shoot whether just don't let a player grab your uh phone and do it back i saw that tyree (laughs) fucking paid for his salary that's so that's that's so cool i mean that that sucks like how is that that kid's punished because even though he didn't know that was going to happen or if he did like just because it happened and it was your phone you're punished and I don't think that's right. Like, no, no. if you went and handed him the phone, maybe. But like, Tyreek took it out of his hand. I understand maybe finding Tyreek because it's like kind of an over exaggerated, like, um, how would you say taunting? Like how, like, oh, you used to be used to not be able to celebrate in the NFL, but like, yeah, how is it your fault? Like, some dude, like, what if you Tyreek grabs some photographer's camera? Like, yeah, are you just banned now from doing stuff. Yeah, exactly. But um, so Carter actually. He actually, we went to college. He actually started filming our football team at Ohio Wesleyan okay. D three football. That's like, I think it was a class, or I don't know if it was a class, or he just asked our coach if he could start filming, and he just filmed our games, made like little highlight videos of each game, and then slowly like worked his way up. 
and um but that was one of the things like he started with a basic camera and then now he's got a you know a setup because he's filming in the nfl and with ohio state so he's got a lot of stuff but it's just like you don't have to go get everything at once and like which i understand like i would love to have a red camera like everybody wants like the greatest thing but like if you don't have the skills and reps behind it you wouldn't even be able to use it if you had it in front of you You'd be like oh uh what are all these settings like you just would be lost and like oh you're say you're on the field and like oh i gotta switch settings because i didn't know that this has had to happen versus like a bet that uses a shitty camera he already knows what to do he could crank out a video without yep. like even ha- like questioning oh these settings he just knows what to do somebody like say you're a beginner and you have a ten thousand dollar setup versus a uh professional like what's it, carter carter you could probably do something with a five hundred dollar setup that's more sick than somebody that doesn't know what to do with yep. a ten thousand dollars that was and that was the th- how big is settings because that's something he's talked about where when he first started shooting he's like dude i didn't dive into the settings once you start diving in the settings, he said it made a difference on his quality of the video, at least. It's definitely something, like, I don't just go into a shoot that, like, oh, I'm just shooting a whatever. I always manual everything. Like, anybody should just shoot manual and learn it. It's not that hard, in my opinion. Um, but, like, it, if you do it properly, it can make or break. Or I wouldn't even say if you do it properly, it doesn't make or break. If you do it wrong, it will make or break what you're doing. But video-wise, yes. Because, like, say you shoot a, a, a wedding all in slow motion that can be great like it's not like in slow motion already but if you make it all in slow motion awesome but if you there's stuff that you want to slow down but you only shot it in 24 frames a second which you can't slow down because it'll become stuttered you should have shot it in slow motion because there's nothing you can do now yeah so yeah so like what are like some of the biggest camera settings that you should pay like that you pay attention to at least that's changed over the years. It used to be aperture, like at first, like oh, I want to get the highest aperture. Um, it's not always the best thing because obviously you can lose sharpness. But um, I'd say of uh, as of like the past year, I'd say color because I really like. I used to not like mess with like color profiles or like picture profiles to like get the most out of my colors or even like my videos because I just like thought it was too complicated in reality. Like I could have done it years ago. Um, because I like mess with the settings here what was it over the summer or even before that I'm like shit I could have had way better colors for all these videos that I did I'm like shit I wish I would have done would have done that so that's probably the one that I've been focusing on like recently um I really just like I'd I wouldn't even say settings but like I really want to like hone in on like editing being able to create something that's like distinguishedly distinguished or is definitively mine like i want to like not be like anybody else i don't know what that is yet but i'm trying I, I, in my head i'm trying to figure out what that is and to be able to put it on the screen that's see i really like that you said that because no matter what field you're in especially the people that are getting into like the creative world or whether it's podcasting or photography or anything like that it's all already been done it has and that's and the hard you thing. need to add your touch onto it to you're essentially helping the industry yes and you're learning something like you're striving to learn something new that people don't do yeah. that's very important i feel like a lot of people should take note of that because that that's something that i think everybody just try we already talked about it the copycat too many people just try to copy what other people are doing because that's what works and it's because just like, like life's fast like yeah. i understand copying in a way for certain things can be beneficial but like a world full of just copycats we all just become minds like we just literally become machines yes 
that just yeah it, there's no hearts yeah. there's no like there's no soul to that versus like oh somebody that, that guy stands out like there's something about him like there's a million of those like we're all unique and like uh, there's something special about them. yeah i agree i like that a lot what advice would you give like if you could give one piece of advice to somebody starting out in the you know videography photography world what would it be i'm saying this because <laughs> i don't even say i'm saying this because everybody else says it but like just create like i know like i struggle with that and it sucks that like giving advice that you can't even do yourself just continue to create because there was times where i stopped which is not even like it was because it wasn't my full-time thing and i wish i didn't stop um i would still do it every now and then but it wasn't like i was like getting totally better during that time period like i could have been so much better now if i would have just kept on producing it um you just have to continue no matter what, whether it's your full-time thing, this doesn't even have to be like photography. If you're not working on it, you're you're stagnant and you're getting worse. Yep. If, you're, if you're not progressing, whether it's your health, you're moving backwards even if you're staying the same. Exactly. Yeah, and life is short. Like, you don't have the time to necessarily... Like today, I went to go get a haircut and I, because I wanted a good haircut. I had to wait two hours for my barber. Jeez. he's a walk-in which i understand that's like my fault but at the same time like i could have just went with the next person that was going to take me but like that's two hours of my day i'm like shit i got home i only had to eat and i had to shower and come here like i didn't have much time because the, the time was taken away from you and it speeds up and it, that, yeah. as a kid i remember oh the day's so long i have a snow day like now it's like shit i'm already like have to go home and go to bed yeah i was talking my buddy called me last night and he was like Dude, I and it's like my best friend that I had used to hang out with every single day. We also lived like 0.2 miles away from each other, so that helped. Um, now we don't, but he, it's just one of those things. He was like, "We haven't seen each other in a minute." I'm like, "When is the last time we saw each other?" He's like, "This getting old thing sucks. Like, oh, yeah. you don't get to like, you, you don't, but you don't realize how much time has passed sometimes until you slow down and actually think about it. And that's the my point being is like, it does go by fast. The older you get, it just continues to go faster. Yeah. And then, like, I wouldn't even, like, it made me think of, like, people say, like, oh, we wish we could live forever. But at the same time, I wish we couldn't. I wish we couldn't sleep. Yes. Like, if sleep wasn't a thing, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like, if we didn't need sleep, yeah, I would, I don't know, the world would be completely different. Because, like, that's time. I wouldn't even say, like, it's time for your body to heal and your mind to rest. Yes. But if that wasn't, like, a thing that you needed, like, it was necessary, like, so much time would be given back. And I, I feel like our world would be so much more advanced, like than it already is, because like people would be able to like spend longer times focusing on their ideas, their passions, and that kind of stuff. That it would be, I, I don't know, it'd be definitely a, a unique thing. If I, I would much rather, because there's so many times I'm sitting down here and I'll get in a rabbit hole of like, you know, researching about something or whatever, or editing and making clips and doing this, and all of a sudden it's like man, I got to work in like six hours. Like I got to go to bed. Like, and it, it just sucks. Cause it's like, I want to keep going with this. Cause like I'm in the zone and I'm actually learning, like I'm focused on it, but it, like you, you have to go to bed cause you need to sleep. And I'm like, I can't afford to oversleep another day of work. <laughs> I need this job. Fun, fun fact for you. I just did the math. If in one year you sleep 2,920 hours, at least if you're sleep eight hours for 50 years, 146,000 hours. Taken away. Divide that by 24 real quick. 6,083. 
6,083 days that you're asleep. Doesn't seem like a lot, but it. imagine if you had all that time to like focus on your passion or focus on something that could benefit you. That'd be insane. Well, also, there's the, uh, the counter argument for that. Would time be so much faster because you're not sleeping? Or would it be slower? I, I don't know. Or would procrastination be even worse? There's so many, there's so the many different over. factors to it. Because, like, what, would you be drained? Like, that's another thing with, like, sleep. It's not just, like, oh, because your body needs it, but, like, it allows you to reset. Yep. Yeah, th- I mean, there's, don't get me wrong, there's times, I, there's times I'm in rabbit holes and I'm really invested in something. There's also times that I'm really frustrated with something. And the thing that I have to do a lot of times, like, I've been down here editing before and doing things, and I just get pissed off. I walk upstairs and I sit down on the couch for like 10 minutes because I'm like, I need a break. I need that step away from it because if I sit here any longer, I feel like you're, you're almost hurting, doing more harm than good if you just continue to stay frustrated about it. But when you take a break, take that breath and come back to it, sometimes it's way more beneficial. Christmas is approaching, and if you're like me, you are procrastinating getting Christmas gifts for everybody. Well, you might be in luck. Do you have someone that you are shopping for that enjoys golfing? Then you need to go and check out Desert Fox Golf. They have the best golf accessories out there. They have these really cool phone caddies that hold your phone in the perfect location on the golf cart. They're strapped to the golf cart. They are awesome. So say goodbye to having your phone bounce around in the cubby or in your golf bag. You also have to check out their Tumblr line. I have four of these tumblers and I use them constantly. I love them. My personal favorite is the Patriot Aid Tumblr. The winners of the Roughnecks Volleyball Tournament this past summer received custom Desert Fox Golf Tumblers as well. These are great last-minute gifts. Head over to DesertFoxGolf.com and use the promo code ROUGHNECKS for 10% off your order at checkout. Back to today's guest. But another question I wanted to ask you is like, how did you, what was the best way for you to learn about everything and kind of really get into it? Was it just, did you have like someone that you looked up to, whether it was social media or like books that you read or anything looking on the internet? Or did you just kind of, you know, explore it yourself? It was a mix of two things. I would say mostly it was exploring myself and looking up to others when social media was something that was actually, I think, productive, which sucks that, like, I trust me, I want to use social media, but at the same time, making it a machine that, like, oh, you have 12-step process to making a post that's, like, you hope get traction, like, that, 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 that it's defeating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say like it was mostly experimenting um, at first like oh I just started on an iPhone for the person that I was like shooting with and then it's like oh I know I need to get a camera I mean you say need but like necessary to bring the quality up and then it's like oh a new gadget learning like learning I wouldn't even say it's like oh you're learning the gadget so that you can get another one but it's like oh if you know this like how to use it fully you're not caught off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what to do in moments that, like, oh, the pressure's on, like, that. And then um, social media, like, when it came to somebody, like, the first name that came to mind, which I, he hasn't really posted anymore, his name's Andrew T. Kearns. Um, he's a West Coast photographer that did a lot of, like, 
I wouldn't even say lifestyle, but it was like lifestyle stuff. Like it's mostly like Oregon rainforests. Um, it's just like the West Coast vibe of like Washington, like rainy days, that type of stuff. Like A-frame cabins, um, just him traveling in like his van. Like I don't know how to describe it. Not saying that's who I want to be, but it was something at the time. I'm like, wow, like this dude, like is like fully ingrained in like who he is and like what he wants to do with like his passion of photography yeah and that's kind of going off some of the things that you said earlier too i think it's good to have someone to look up to whether it is on social media or anything like that find somebody that like inspires you but i like also you talked earlier add that special touch of your own don't copycat them you can definitely take things i think it's very important to take things from other people that they're doing that you like that you think are right but also don't be afraid to add your own touch to it well, that's the only way you're going to innovate is like if you're if you're doing the same thing as everybody else, it's like nothing's new. I feel and like it gets it would get very boring at that point, too. Well, it's boring after like a few days. Yeah. And like that's the only way like you're going to be able to like I wouldn't even say your we as like humans, like that's the only way we're able to create change is by looking at others, not saying comparing, but like, oh, I like this from that person. I like this from that person. Like creating a defense for a football team like oh you like these aspects with these players oh with a car like you like the way this body panel looks mm-hmm. uh cigars i like the way this tastes like let's add this because i like this like innovation is necessary to continue like stuff to be new and not be stale not saying that that's bad boring is good boring life is also good but like I don't know how to, I'm kind of rambling well, like, there. Look like, at a, look at a company. If you just do the same thing over and over again, you're eventually going to die out. Yes. If you, you have to have innovation in there to, to continue to success or excel and succeed in whatever it is. And that, like, that's the same as whether you own the company, it's the company itself. You work for a company. Like you have to, and like, I think too many people are afraid which I feel like that's one of the things that kind of almost is nice for you. I feel like at old school, and I don't know this for sure, but mm-hmm. you're allowed to put in your opinions and say like, hey, why don't we do this instead of this? Or what do you think about this? Like bringing your ideas. I think too many people are afraid to speak their ideas for a company or like especially in like a nine to five corporate world. A lot of them I feel like are afraid to voice them. But really that can help you maybe get a promotion or maybe it, like it makes you stand out and maybe they get that you get that little extra christmas bonus money or you get a little raise and that kind of stuff i think it's very important to always be innovating but also understand like not every innovation is going to work oh no there, you're gonna have I'd a rather, lot of trial like, and error i wouldn't say i'd rather fail than succeed but like from the failure you're going to learn and then come back better and that's why i would rather fail first then one of the things I've said on this podcast so many times that I haven't said in a while, actually, is you learn more from your failures than you ever will your successes. Yeah, because, like, oh, like, if I fail, I know that I'm going to come back better versus, like, if you succeed and you already kind of knew that you were going to, it's not that as important mm-hmm. versus if you failed and, like, oh, I came back, like, it's, like, feels, it feels more important. Everybody loves the comeback win. Everybody loves the Cinderella story of being that team that's an underdog that comes and beats that team that you're not supposed to. It's the same in life. We love, you know, being doubted almost. We love when we have adversity in our way. Not in the moment, we hate it. We absolutely don't want it to be there. But when we learn to 
innovate and adapt and change through those adversities and those failures, that's when you just become better at whatever craft you're trying to, you know, perfect essentially. And as sad as it is to say, the first thing I thought of when you were describing this is Michigan. Yep. They had everything to fight for. As much as, like, if this is true, what's, like, happened the past two years, still, like, oh, if those other players didn't have anything a part of it, like, oh, that energy is being fed to them. Fake it till you make it. And it fucking made it. Yep. Like, they it, it they fed into it, held up the fours, assistant coach crying, like, it fucking worked. Mm-hmm. And it, what do we wish it didn't no of course not we wish it didn't work yeah but it fucking it, it took them to where they wanted to go exactly yeah it, it's adversity and just failures and those kind of things too many people are scared of them which i understand the way like the i wouldn't even say the world like i don't mean to get like dive into what it's not even like politics but those type of things that like people don't want to listen to yeah. which i get it's hard like you don't want to listen to the stuff that you don't want to think about I get that. I'm the same way. It's it's the way that like some of us are programmed. But like you have to work on the things that you suck at. Yeah. And what what was I saying before that? There was something I was getting to, but I, I kind of lost track for a second. I completely forget now. I lost track. Anyways. But like I understand it's it's hard to it's easy to neglect the things that you don't want to do, but it's necessary for you to do them. Because, like, you're not going to progress if you don't focus on little things consistently. Yeah, little things are super important. And, like, we we forget a lot about the little things that matter. Whether it's in a relationship, hey, I did the dishes tonight. Like, my girlfriend cooked, and she did this, and she did this. If you're like, eh, she can get the dishes. It's like, it's the smallest thing that might make a difference in the relationship. Maybe not right away. But it could start to add up, and I'm not sitting here trying to give a relationship advice. I'm just trying to give an event. Yeah, it's a good example. Like, I, like, it makes me think of stuff. Like, yeah, there's so many, and whether it's in your job or you know, just your everyday life, or like your personal health. Like, I may have like done powerlifting five years ago, but for five years straight, I didn't lift consistently, like at all. Like, there was years I didn't lift at all until like here. I'm on like a three, four week streak now of only Fridays. Like, I missed it. And I was so scared to get back in the gym because, oh, uh, people, like, come up to me like, oh, you're you're back in the gym. Hell yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> feel weird about it. Like, oh, like, now, I, like, for some reason it makes me feel so weird. Like, oh, Kyle's in the gym again. Like, I don't know what it is about that that, like, like, really felt weird to me. But, like, now it's like, oh, I'm in the gym again. I was like, oh, just another day. I'm like, fuck, yeah, I miss, I miss that feeling because, like, you're, you feel like you're in the, you're there. And it's nothing special, and just like you're consistently doing it. The gym's an awesome place. Like it is. I just recently started working out again because um, after college, it was one of those where like I made every excuse, like time's a factor and this and that, and I was like, eh, like I kind of quit doing it. And then I started working out again over last winter, and I felt great, like mentally physically everything started coming back and then i ended up falling off and made excuses for myself different excuses this time but uh and i just started working out again recently and because like i've been feeling like something's missing in my life and i'm like i don't know what it is and i i think honestly working out's helping because it's like i'm missing like that competition factor in my life and i feel like competition's a very important thing and i'm not saying to the degree of playing for a national championship or something like that don't get me wrong that'd be awesome 
but just competing with yourself even in the gym or competing with your buddy and i'm not saying kill yourselves but like that kind of stuff helps mentally i feel like a lot the gym's just a very magical place for i mean you're coming from a sport that any other sport after high school get you get you're able to do it again soccer you're able to kick the ball with your friends football you really cannot recreate that after high school if you don't get to play again no if you do you got people tearing their acls on walk-ins field and stuff yeah like (laughs) Like, you can get pads and all that, even if, like, you're playing, like, rec games or whatever, but it's still not the same at all. Any other sport you can do after high school except football if you don't go further. Yeah, it's... And it's unfortunate that's the case. Like, I wish, like, right now there was, like, I wish there was rec leagues everywhere be able to play football and try to do something. Yeah, like, I I play in uh, sand volleyball leagues right down the road here in Newark Station, and, like, I love it. And I think it's that same thing. Like, I have that competition, like... Sometimes I get a little too serious. Like, I forget, like, this is just a rec league. You don't have to win every single game. But at the same time, like, that's just, like, especially coming from football where it was, like, every game mattered. Like, yeah. basketball and, like, these other sports, don't get me wrong, I love these other sports, but, like, you lose a game, it doesn't make or break your season. Like, football... I mean, it, later into the season for other sports, yes. But, yeah. like, football, it's, like, you have seven days for that. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's other sports that it sits with you. But for some reason, football, it sits with you hard. Oh, yeah. Like, the loss to Michigan. That one, like, I don't, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my year? It's not as much as, like, I'm letting it consume me, but, like, that's an important part of my life. Like, I love OSU football, and I'm like. I always look forward to watching it on New Year's Eve. Like, that's, yeah. like, the, I get excited for that. And now this year, I'm like, what am, when are they going to play? Like, when? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, like, what show do we even deserve to, like, even play in some, like, little bowl game? Like, should they play i mean sure yeah but like i'd rather them just not play and be able to like work on their problems exactly like do i want us to get in in a way yes but at the same time what if we lose and then we have another reason next year for us not to get in yep yeah i agree yeah and like uh, not to, not to like cut you off but more so to even add to this like football not even just football having like the locker room in your life is very important because like if you it's just you and yourself and you're working day in and day out with a nine to five there's a lot of room for you not to get better. Yep. Versus if you have somebody there nagging on you, like tugging on you, like, hey, this, that, like, you kind of, like, you're forced to continue. Yeah, in college, having a roommate that played football with you, and it's like, hey, we're going to the gym. All right. Get dressed. Yeah, like, like you say, all right, and expect (laughs) nothing to happen, like, you're dumb. Yeah, like, it's just that, and it's like, man, but then you look back and you're like, I'm so glad they made me, like, not forced me to do it, but, like, just kind of pushed you a little bit, like, hey, let's go, like, come on, quit being stupid, like, get dressed, let's go, and just that kind of stuff, it, I think it's very important to have people like that in your life, and no matter what aspect, just the people, you hear it all the time, surround yourself with people that are better than you, that you should want to strive to be, maybe not exactly like them, but things they do that are that would help you better yourself. It's very important to have those kind of people in your life that essentially push you. Because, <clears throat> I mean, I've been around people, and after high school is when you really start to realize, I feel like, those people that you start to distance from and don't hang out with as much. And it's like, I didn't think about it in the moment, but now I'm looking back going, I hang out with X amount of people from high school anymore. And I'm very grateful because most of those people, pretty much all those people, I would like to say, are striving to be better mm-hmm. and not trying to pull me down. Like, 
I've had people before been like, are you sure this podcast is like something that you want to do? Like how many views does it get? And I'm like, it's not about the views for me. Like, and, and you know what? Maybe one day you're going to be going, man, this dude freaking popped off out of nowhere. And it's like, yeah, that, that don't get me wrong. It'd be awesome to get millions of views on every, be on Joe Rogan's level. It'd be amazing, but I'm not there and I don't do it for that. I do it because I surround my, like, I get to interview these people. I, I call it an interview. It's not really an interview. It's kind of an interview, but I get Just to talk with conversation. these. I get to talk with so many people that are doing better things than me that I get to learn from. Whether, like you, I'm not in the photography, videography world, but I'm learning things that are freaking awesome to me. Like, it's just, whether what no matter what it is, it's awesome to be able to sit down with people, have a conversation, and just essentially pick their brain. No, I'm, I'm something that stuck with me that you just said is like, oh, people like coming to you, like, oh, should you think you even should be doing this venture? Like, it's uh, I, I don't say this like I don't generalize the world, but like when it comes to this, it sucks that it's like come down to that. Like, oh, so what? It doesn't get as many views. Like, like, like ten years from now, however long it takes, like. The fact that you did that, what it could become, if you don't like venture down the road, then it's it's not nothing's gonna happen, and it sucks that like people question like, oh, how many do you, do you even get enough views for this to even like work? Like, it, I I don't know what it makes me feel, but it definitely sucks that like people do that. Yeah, I, I like to tell people when they bring up views and that kind of stuff. I'm like, Amazon lost money for ten years before they become one of the most successful businesses there is. Like, and, and, not, and you're not saying that like, hey, you're going to be successful at yeah. some point. Like that, you strive for that. And like, podcasts is like, I'm not saying it's a very saturated market, but it's definitely something that like we don't know what it will be. It definitely yeah. was something that like spiked and was like, oh, this is definitely something. But like, what does it become long term? Like, yeah. who sticks around? Yeah, it's like if you not a lot of people like very like i, I think it's like one to two percent of people make it to 21 episodes yeah after that it's like you're part of one percent of like that just kept on going yeah and now i'm at 200 and this is 205 and that's crazy yeah three years in the making so far and it's just been a long long ride but and it like that's the thing is it's just like i started recording this podcast on my laptop no microphones or anything like that's and that's kind of going back but to the you beginning. didn't let that stop you no like some people are like oh this is the most important thing like before i came here i'm like five years ago i'd been like holy shit what am i what am i supposed to say what am i supposed mm-hmm. to do like everybody gets so amped up and like this isn't gonna make or break my life oh say I, like if i said some bad things on the podcast and people judge me like like they'll judge you for x amount of time and then everybody forgets anyway like that's the thing that even I think if i said be- nothing on here they'll just like oh kyle did that like like yeah. it, that, nothing's gonna like people will move on and forget yep like it's i'm glad that i'm here because i'm doing something that's out of my comfort zone is it scary a little but like i'm in the zone now where like this doesn't feel like yeah out of exactly. like out of my comfort zone now. Like, yeah well me doing this myself would i like stutter and type of shit yeah oh i did for the longest time <laughs> yeah and it's like it's hard to get past that and it's like definitely defeating but like mm-hmm. once you do get past that it's like very oh 100 percent. i'm gonna move into some of these final segments i do have a question that i like to ask all my guests i didn't tell you about this one okay. but if you could go back in time and tell your 16 year old self one thing what would it be this doesn't even relate to what i do which is fine but like family matters um i wouldn't even say like it's not even because of COVID, but it's, it kind of is because my mom was affected by it, which sucks. Um, 
keep keep your family members close because you never know what's going to happen. My mom, um, it was like already what a year and a half into the, the pandemic, and like everything was just fine. Like we're doing our thing, just at home, and at some point she just slowly started to decline. Didn't like not saying it like there's multiple factors to it, but like oh she was more at home. I started to notice that like I'm not here to like voice my mom and like i'm sure she wouldn't like me just like talking about her i I, i'm not saying just that but like giving out her information that type Mm -hmm. of stuff she got sick i I don't know necessarily if it's due to covid or whatever but like i wasn't never i never thought this would happen because like her life has changed like she's affected i hope she gets back to where she either was or somewhere close but it's already been two and a half years and it's like I know this is going to be a long road, and like you can't force somebody to get better if they don't want to, which I understand. But like it's it it definitely pulled me hard because I woke up one morning, it was the day I had to shoot a wedding, and I woke up to my mom on the floor, looking up at the ceiling and not responding to me, and that like, hit hard, and I was like. I never thought, like, I just never thought that would happen, and, and it, it just re- makes you realize, like, how important and how, like, short time we have. She's not dead, but, like, the fact that, like, li- life's different, like, I, like, feel bad that I, like, can't quit my job mm-hmm. to, like, be there for her all the time, to, for her to get back to where she was. Like, mm-hmm. not saying I want to quit my job, but more so, like, I wish I could, like, be there for her all the time to be able to, like get her back to where she was like yeah and now it's like oh like people say like oh don't feel don't, don't feel bad because like you have your life and i understand but i still feel guilty yeah like as much as people say like you don't want to have any regrets when you like die like at the same time that's something like i wish like that's probably one i won't be able to like actually like not have yeah it's you definitely don't want to have regrets but we're human we're gonna have things in our life that you do regret you you make decisions that you you don't necessarily you wish you would have done differently um like am i doing things that i hope that at some point like not saying quit my job but i I make enough income to like i could be with her like for a month or two or even like six months to be able to like get her back to her health like yeah that's like in my mind what i'm trying like i wouldn't say what i'm trying to do now but like it's all connected to what i'm like striving to do Mm -hmm. whether it's like oh i continue to want to shoot and stuff but like at some point i would love to just like be able to like help her yeah without any interruptions exactly like i live four minutes away from her and it like it's like oh shoot i gotta go see her this week like it's not that i feel bad that i have to see her but more so like she's right down the road or right next door i'd be like yeah on her like yeah. that because exactly. it's right there yeah and it pulling back life is short it you can things can happen in the blink of an eye like for us even like it, it can change well, things did happen the world changed in a blink of an eye yeah it literally one second i was on thanksgiving break break the next second i was done with college for that year like I, everything i went home and it was like what what just happened like th- this is like not to get into hypotheticals but like imagine like you watch marvel there's a different timeline mm-hmm. what is the timeline without the pandemic and with like it, it's yeah. just crazy to think like what is like what what is the what does that look like? yep and it's something we won't we won't know, know. <laughs> no. we can predict or like assume what it would have been yeah but like 
you don't know. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, I could I could sit here and predict what my senior season of college football would have been like, but I didn't have it because of COVID. So like, it's it just one of the. You can sit here and make all these predictions in the world, but you don't get to make the predictions. You just get to live with what you're given, essentially. But and what what you take from the world as well, not in yes. a bad way, but more so what you make make of it. Yeah. Don't just sit there and like, oh, this is like college is over and I do nothing now, but like find something else. That's the like that's where like the locker room comes in. Like mm-hmm. you're continuing to strive for something. Like continue to like have something important in your life that matters, and continue the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Yeah, I always hated the question like, "What's next after college?" Like I hated it because everybody then, had... like you, you sit there and like I didn't go to college, but then like like people ask me like, "Oh, why didn't you go to college?" I'm like, uh, "Like I didn't want to spend that money when I rather like get a house someday." Choice. Yeah. Very good choice. But uh, like they like they ask you that and like you just feel like this like pressure come on like not that I I didn't go to college so I don't know the real pressure but like when they ask you that question you're like fuck like of course you had to ask that. Yeah, I so I actually work a manual labor job with a college degree. Like I don't use my degree tech so to say. I, That's like I feel like ninety percent of people. Yeah. They, it, it, not to like I, I know you're trying to talk about it, but like I I don't mean to bash college. Oh, I wish it, I didn't go. Like it's it, the only reason it, it, I went to play football, really honestly. That's what drove me to college because I was not going to go to college, but I was able to go play four more years, and I was like, all right, I'll go do it. And then I was like, oh crap, this whole college, like I have to do this like school thing too, like I, and especially at a small D three, like you got to actually pay attention in school because it's like high school sized classes. Yeah. So, and it, it, I yeah, I wish I didn't go. I'm talking from no experience here, but just my thoughts. The experience of college, I think, is, I wouldn't say necessary, because, like, obviously, I didn't do it, but, like, I think it's definitely 80% necessary. But the system of college, for anything, like, except doctors and stuff that's necessary, is a system that is built for, like, them to get money. Yep. Like, I understand there's certain crafts, like, what I have learned stuff about photography that I don't know yet, probably. But, like, I learned it by myself, and, like, do I have more drive than the person that got a degree than just learned about that i think so yeah but the system is built like oh i can't work for the limited because they require a four-year bachelor mm-hmm. i may be a better photographer but they get somebody out of school that just got a bachelor degree like i don't i i don't think that's the way it should be built yeah it sucks. i've like, always said the college is like one of the biggest scams like they you essentially they steal your money in a way and like would they expect 18 year olds to make a hundred thousand dollar decisions I couldn't make that decision at 24, like I, or 25, however old I am. Like I, I still, I, I could, but I, I don't want that decision at this age, let alone at 18. The only decision I would want that that that's that price is like a house. Yeah. And like that's or like not, not maybe not money. now because rent is now officially like cheaper than owning a house, which yeah. is crazy to think of. Yeah. I never thought I'd see that. I didn't either. Yeah, but like, and I've also like you said something like, could it have happened faster? You could say yes. Would you have learned things faster? But also the other thing that you look at could would it have also slowed down the process because of the fact that maybe you couldn't buy that camera that you wanted because you have these student loans that you got to pay on. Or not like to use you as an example, like you went to college for marketing. Marketing. You could have been a marketer, but if say I go to college to be a photographer, do I really not become one and not use that degree? Yeah. It, it that oh that's what one of the hardest things when I so I've been at this job for four or five years i started it when i was in college and you know, we install pools 
and I knew nothing when I first started that job. But college did help me in some of like my ways of thinking and just like I learned a lot about myself through college. But also like I look at it as I had somebody one time where I was out with somebody and somebody one of their friends were like, What do you do? Or and I was like, oh, I install uh pools and patios and they're like and they spoke up and they're like, Well that's not forever and I'm like first off, who are you to tell me like what I should and shouldn't do? And like that just makes me want to stick with this job and prove well, what, you wrong. What if and you genuinely enjoy money. installing decks and pools? I do. I, that that is one thing that that's what I'm like. I wake up every day. Not every day. Everybody has their days where they're not excited to go to work. But yeah, I mean, even me. Like, there's days that like it's not even about I'm not excited about my work, but like, does it become boring sometimes? Yes. Yeah. But then like it's your. I wouldn't say it's my responsibility, but at the same time, it is for it to to energetic and be unique and be uh oh re- revive what that love was yeah or is yeah and I, I look at it too and like what people don't realize is like i'm at a small company there's three of us that are installing pools this company's still fairly young and could grow to the point where i've talked me and my boss have talked about it there could be a point where i'm not in the field anymore and i am using my degree and i am like it not everything's gonna happen immediately necessarily and like i feel like if i would have got out of college went and got a nine to five that's sitting at a desk or whatever doing making ads or what doing gravity like i probably would have lost my mind at that age now when i get older do i want to be in the field installing pools no i do not i do not want to do that to my body but like i enjoy what i do right now i make fairly good money that i cannot complain about i can pay my bills i can you know i have some spending money what's there what, what why would i give that up just to go do what I'm supposed to do and go get a job in the field that I have a degree in. And not what you really want. Exactly. Yeah. Which there's a lot of us, like I, I say us as in like the world. Yeah. Like a lot, there's a lot more thinking nowadays of like, Oh, do I really want to be at this job? Like it used to just be like, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. Tom 60 years old. Corey says it all the time. Like a lot of just like, and I even say he used the word minions, but like for years it's like, Oh, I graduate college, I go do a job for, until I'm 70, and I retire. That's it. That's life. That's it. My dad has worked at the same job for 40 plus years. And I'm not saying that's bad. Some people, like, they need that. Yeah. Or, like, that's what they really want. Kudos to you. It's just not for me. Yeah, and my dad, he that was one of the things he told me, and that's why, like, my parents were never like, you're really not going to get a job in your field. My dad was like, just find something that you actually enjoy doing, because he hated he's hated his job for a long time but like he's really close to the retirement now so he's like i'm just riding it out to retirement but it's like i look at that and i'm like i don't want to be sitting at a job for 40 years 50 years however long i work just to hate it every day if i, if I have to go do something a third out of my year essentially if you work eight hours a day i think that's what it ends up being why am i going to spend it doing something that i don't enjoy doing like I would much rather have fun, go do what I want to do, than sit there and just hate my life. Uh, I agree with that. Like, if people like, I don't, I don't say this for everyone. If you want side money, like, my thing that I enjoy doing too is like betting. Thank you. Same. <laughs> as much as it like does suck in ways, um, and isn't really a great habit, it is fun to like watch sports and add that. But like, say there's something you're passionate about. Say like you like. I see across the room a Lego helmet. Say mm-hmm. you love building Legos, like you could do that on the side. Like people like request you like build stuff and like you, they pay you for that. Like 
it could be the dumbest thing not i don't mean dumb as in bad but like it could be something so simple that you don't realize that you're like passionate about or do as a hobby that somebody could possibly want to pay for that yeah well it's i get side work just because i know how to do certain things like the patio i've installed a patio out in our backyard i just had to pay for material i installed it myself i didn't have to pay someone i asked my boss and i was like how how expensive would this be like if you were to bid this job and he's like oh you're probably at least ten thousand dollars and i'm like oh like i look at how much i spent i'm like i saved a shit ton of money yeah did i spend my weekends when i was off work working on the patio was it ideal not necessarily but guess what like i got when the finished product is done it's like this is way more rewarding because i did it and i saved a big chunk of change because i know how to do this it's something that i understand now i wish i'd installed it like today because of what i knew now versus like a year and a half ago is the world of difference and there's things on that patio that i look at and i'm like but hey like the the glad thing it's uh, i don't mean glad thing good thing it's still there because like it reminds you every day like okay i learned what not to do i'm Mm -hmm. glad it's there as a reminder like maybe one day i replace it no not saying you have to but like it's there like i learned to get better at it Mm -hmm. and like oh i know what to change and what not to do exactly which this kind of leads us perfectly into the best segment of the podcast, which is Motivation Monday. Motivation Monday is the point in the episode where I allow the guests to give the Roughnecks listeners a little inspirational bump to set the tone for their week as they listen on Monday morning. So what do you got for Motivation Monday? So this, I, I wasn't bringing this up and like in, in, in expecting this, but it's just kind of like what is on my mind and like something that like kind of stuck with me over the years. Um, I'm not sure. I'm I'm not assuming like everybody has seen this movie. It's called. Um, it's called. Uh, one second. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not sure if everybody's watched it, but. Obviously, it's kind of about, it kind of resonates with me, obviously, because it's like, it deals with a photographer, but the whole, like, focus isn't necessarily the photographer in the movie, it's actually the person um, being stagnant in their life, they're doing the same thing for years, nothing special, until one day, they lose a film print, or not a film print, but the actual film that the photographer sent, and he's like, oh, we gotta find it. But in reality, like, he's not going to find it because it's not where he, like, it, like, the photographer sent him a personal message and he should have read into it deeper, but he didn't. Um, but he has to go on this adventure to find the photographer to, like, ask him where it is. And, like, he goes on, like, his life was so boring before that. He just did the same thing every day, every day. And his, even his family is like, oh, you need to do something with your life. And, like, not saying, like, he had need to change, like, his whole, like, life need to do something like to make it more interesting like you need went on this fucking adventure went to fucking like iceland oh how to get on this boat and a helicopter to like go to this other place to go find the photographer and ran from like this fucking avalanche like it's crazy to think of like what can change just because like he was trying to find something for his job and gets to find the photographer and when he finds him he's uh, shooting the snow leopard and like that uh, i forget where it's not the appalachians but like himalayas probably pretty sure and he goes to find them and like he like see like 
dude's name is Sean O'Connell. So I don't believe he's a real photographer, but it makes me think of like professionals. He didn't. I'll I'll, I'll take a step. He saw the photographer, and the photographer saw him. He sh- shushed him, and basically they sat there, and the snow leopard comes by, which is like they're really hard to photograph, or even just get like stuff like content up. This dude is a world-renowned photographer, supposedly. But, like, this is something he's always wanted to capture. He decided not to capture it and just soak in the moment. It's it's nothing special, but at the same time, like, what he did, like, so many people are on, like, social media and, like, posting their, like, world for everyone to see. I'm not saying that's bad. But at the same time, like, he soaked in that moment, and for some reason, like, like when I watched that movie, the moment, like, when he's watching that, like, he fully was absorbing what the snow leopard was doing, just watching him and his environment and, like, taking in how important that was, because, like, the world itself, like, only your memory can experience that once. And, like, he fully, like, experienced it. Yeah. It, sometimes people need to put their phones down. It, a lot of times, people need to put their phones down. It, you've, you've probably seen like the pictures and videos and stuff of people at restaurants. They'll take a video, and like everybody's on their phone. You don't have that social interaction as much anymore, or that like actually enjoying the moment. Take a step back, enjoy what's happening. Not everything. Don't get me wrong; it'd be very hard for me not to shoot the snow, like to actually take content of the snow leopard, but. It, it's it's something that if you just take in the moment, it will live in your head forever. Well, and yeah, it's like, something that no one else can necessarily take say away from they you. Have. The only yeah. thing that, like, obviously your memory can, but like, yeah, the fact that his job was to like his passion and his job was to photograph stuff, and the fact that he didn't for something that probably wouldn't have been an amazing cover, but the fact that he wanted to personally have that as a token in his life to me like I, I don't know what it says but to me like it just gives me this like goosebump feeling of like oh i want some of that like maybe i do it too much but at the same time like i'm glad that i'm like fully experiencing mm-hmm. like what i like think is important yep i agree 100 percent. and like one of the other things like you kind of mentioned like you don't you, you don't have to drastically change your life and like completely get a new job and that no. kind of stuff one little thing and it's kind of going back to dropping your phone imagine if instead of you know those four hours at night when you were on your phone scrolling through instagram tiktok and all that stuff that you went out and did something or you picked up a book or just what you could do a ton of different things if you cut out a little bit of that screen time and tried it started something new and just enjoyed the moment or i don't have a family like a kids and stuff but i've heard a lot of people talk about like putting their phone down at night and playing with their kids like you just have those moments those memories and that's the whole thing you're in the moment you're living in the moment you're truly enjoying the moment i think it is very important to live in a moment be in a moment and take it all in and obviously the more the merrier when it like comes out like it could be 15 minutes like Mm -hmm. the other day i read like maybe five minutes of this book that i like wanted to start as much as, like, I don't really absorb information from reading um, scientifically because I went to a doctor, they had metal glasses, and they <laughs> read where my eyes were going. 
I read two pages in reality. I only read a quarter of the first page and my eyes were scattered, like just wandering, which is crazy to think. Cause like, I swear I looked at the words, but my mind did not actually like yep. read it. But that's where like being able, like, that's another thing, like not to go off topic, like find out what is the best way for you to learn. For me, it's mm-hmm. audio. Yep. That's like, not saying like podcasts, but just like, if I can be hands-on and hear it, I'm like fully taking it in. Yeah, there's a lot of things. If people just, like, tell me, and I'm like, no, you, you got to show me. Like, you got to actually, like, the hands-on part is very important for me. Like, they'll tell me things at work. They're like, yeah, you just got to do this and this and this. And I'm like. Because in my head, when they're saying that, I'm like, what if I do this? And, like, what if I'm doing this yep. wrong? Like, I need to actually see it. I'm like, okay, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Versus, like, there's some people that can hear it audio-wise and just figure it out. Some people can read it and just figure it out. For me, that's just what works. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah, and it is very important to figure out that your best way to learn, and everybody's different. That's where I hate, like, you need to read this book, and it'll help you, and it's like, and like, you feel everybody. like, do I want the physical book? Yes, I would love to, oh. but at the same time, like, I'm not going to absorb it if I don't have, like, an audio copy, which as much as, like, I do have paperback books and stuff, and will I read them? Yes, but I know that I'm probably going to have to buy an audio version at some point. To truly get it in, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I know a lot of people, like, I know uh, Goggins book is one that people have talked about the can't hurt me where people are like, I've had to read it twice. And that second time I read it, you realize how much you missed, like how much you, you read in quotes read, but you didn't actually take in the information. It, it, it's crazy. It, it, and everybody's different. The, uh, we're not saying that this is how you, everybody should do it. Like it's some people, like you said, can just read things and just completely understand it. Good for you. I wish I could completely be like that. Cause I could be very smart, I feel like, if I could just do that. But oh, yeah. it's not realistic for me. And no, reading does help me, but video and hands-on definitely is more beneficial to me. And, like, to get back to what you were saying, like, not even necessarily just self-help. Like, with when Corey talks about it, like, for some reason, which it's, like, I hope it changes at some point. It's, like, to some people or, like, the masses of, like, the world, it's, like, hokey. It's, like, oh, like, self-help that like i I understand there is like bad self-help stuff out there that's just literally just like garbage versus like doing little it like it's like oh like you go to a mastermind all this stuff like those are like whatever and my opinion i wouldn't say they're not beneficial but like how many people just go to like all those masterminds like like tens of them and just keep on going yep and you're not changing your actual life versus like if you do like 15 minutes a day like every friday i go to the gym creating that consistent habit because then it filters into other things because then like oh every other day of the week what am i doing consistently yep like every day like i look at like stocks to like oh it's not that like oh the money shouldn't be the focus but it's consistent habit like okay i understand like i'm slowly starting to like see like oh there's a day where all the stuff's green oh there's some days where like there's some stuff that's really down i'm like hmm, that's really odd like why is this all stuff like happening in different waves and you're starting to like slowly kind of see a pattern, mm-hmm. but like creating that consistent habit, it's like Corey says this all the time. Momentum is the hardest thing to create and the easiest thing to lose. If you're pushing a car that's in dead stop, it's fucking hard as hell. <laughs> if it's already going sixty and like I mean, obviously you can't go sixty miles per hour and you're behind the car, but like you don't even have to push. The momentum yep. is already there. Yep. But then you press the brakes, like it's the easiest thing to lose. Like you run out of gas. Yep. Not saying like, oh, just because you're out of energy, but like it, now you got to restart. The momentum is so easy to lose. 
Yeah, uh, Jocko talks about it where motivation is just the feeling that comes and goes. Discipline will always be there. Consistency will always be there. Yeah, yeah. and like, not to use Corey as another example, like, I asked him, like, there's stuff, like, I was going through a hard time. Like, I, I still have, like, sometimes where it's hard for me to wake up. And, like, I asked him, like, hey, like, every morning do you, like, when you, it's hard for you to get out of bed, do you think of, like, oh, you being a kid back in the trailer? He's like, no, like, it's just a, it's just, I do it now. I don't have to, like, think of some important thing. It's just a habit. Yep. Which, like, to me, I didn't understand. I'm like, oh, there must be something wrong with me because, like, now it's, like, oh, slowly creating the habit. I'm like, oh, I'm up earlier. It's, like, I know that I'm not going to miss, like, mm -hmm. because of the consistent habit of every day doing it. Oh, it's just, I look at, I, you know, you wake up at the same time for work every day. Now, weekends, I can't sleep in. Yeah, I wake that's, up. that's what I've noticed weird, like, like today, which sucked that I, like, I took an extra hour of sleep because I was up too late, which I wish, even if I was up late, I wish I would have stayed up, because then, like, I only got to fucking do, like, 15 minutes of cardio at the gym, and the day didn't feel as as productive as I know it could have, because I wasn't consistent with, oh, today I decided to take that extra hour of sleep because I stayed up too late. Yeah. Like, just go, like, I know I would have felt so much better today. Even if I was at the barbershop for two hours still, I know that I fucking had a good lift. Yep. Because of the consistent habit. Yep. Consistency is key. We talk about that a lot on this podcast. And there is a reason for it. It's because it is important. It, it really is. Building consistency is the hard thing to do. But once you get there, it just becomes like second nature. And just it, it, it's just muscle memory, essentially. But Kyle, thank you so much for coming on the Roughnecks podcast. I truly appreciate it. No problem. Where can people find and follow you on social media? Um, so currently at Content Kyle on Instagram and Threads. Um, on Twitter, I believe it's the Content Kyle. Um, I don't have a website currently. I've been. That's one thing I've been trying to <laughs> figure out. Like, what am I actually going to do with it? Um, I plan to have a Content Kyle website by the end of January. 2024 that's like at least doesn't matter even if it's like all glitchy or whatever i would even say glitchy it's still like, it just needs to be there yeah just needs to be there so yeah so, i will uh, and also i think content kyle on facebook okay i will put that in the episode description as well just want to let you guys know if your the spotify raps are coming out and if uh, roughnecks podcast is one of your top podcasts post it on your instagram story and tag us and you might get something for free uh other than that that's all we got until next time you guys know the deal life is hard and it's gonna knock you down just like a bulldozed bull rider don't let that bull of life walk all over you get up grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life roughnecks out Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you liked today's episode, then be sure to click that share button and tell a friend to check us out. If you want to keep up to date on all the things that are going on with the Roughnecks Podcast, then go give us a follow on Instagram at Roughnecks Podcast, TikTok at Roughnecks Podcast, and Facebook Roughnecks Podcast. Also, be sure to hit that notification bell so you don't miss any time that a new episode is released. Until next time, grab the bull by the horns. Roughnecks.